Hey, hi, it's Maria, and welcome back to the Quarantine With Me podcast. I've been long procrastinating this episode, and I'm very excited to now finally be doing it. I thought, you know, literally on Sunday this weekend is going to be one year of me working at Primark. And I've literally asked, been asked so many questions before, like, how's Primark? How's Primark? Like, I think when I changed my job, people were like, you're not in Primark anymore. Like, it was really shorter than people thought it was but yeah I'm gonna tell you guys primary secrets the things I learned and why in the world I will never ever go back to retail like if I ever go to retail it's because there was a gun above my head and I needed money yeah and I just did not care for myself anyway I'm gonna tell you how I got the job what was it like and basically everything you need to know about retail and trust you're gonna thank me when I tell you the things I went through without further ado let's get into this episode This episode is not sponsored by Primark. I just had to let you know beforehand, like, I'm really not being sponsored by Primark. One thing about Primark is, I feel like ever since I left there, I don't shop there anymore. I think it depends where, like, an establishment, where you are. But I used to shop at Primark so much before I started working there. When I worked there, I only shopped, like, three, four times because, you know, I had a wee 30% discount or something like that. I can't remember if it was 30 or 50% discount. But then after I left Primark, I didn't shop there again. Like, literally, you'll never see me with a bag of products ever again from Primark. I literally just come in and I come right out. Like, I'm just looking there for vibes. It's not even for nostalgia. It's literally just there for vibes. Because anything I find, it doesn't fit me anymore, which is something different about the Primark culture now. Prices are much more higher. And the sizing is also really botched. Like, when you're even going to try shop for socks, like, literally, there's no price tag. Like, all the price tags of things are gone. That's what I realized going in there now. And then, like, I know living is getting expensive, but, like, do we really need to take out the price tag? Anyway, how I got the job, I went for an interview. I can't remember when I went for an interview, but I know I got hired the 27th of November, 2021. It feels like literally a few months ago, but it really wasn't. How I found out was basically I was on Indeed. I don't know how some people are not getting hired from Indeed. It's the same thing with, like, how people don't get their Hermes packages. But, like, my Hermes guy always comes. He even comes early sometimes. Like, I'm telling you, me and my Hermes guy have a strong connection. Like, we're linked up for life. I've never had a problem with this guy. And I hope I don't have any problems with him for the future. Anyway, I was on Indeed looking for jobs. And I was like, let's just go for retail. At this point, I'd only had one job. So Primark was, like, my official first job. Well, yeah, official first job, I'd say technically it was my second job. I found out on Indeed they were hiring. So basically, they redirected me to their website. And I think I just filled out my name, my address, or it was just like attach your CV. And I did that, got an email back being like, yeah, we're going to give you an interview. So I went for an interview. Mind you, I literally recorded the whole interview, but I prepared for the interview. Like, let me tell you, they ask you the same questions for every single interview. Like, do not be caught being dumbfounded like they will ask you you know questions just even search up on google retail questions and answers they'll ask you like what do you do if a burglar comes or you see someone stealing something or they'll ask you what is good customer service compared to great customer service that's what i got asked i can't remember anything else i got asked but one thing i will always say which i think i mentioned in my episode of how to be a working girl 
if you haven't listened to that episode, catch up. But one thing I said was, whenever you finish a job interview, always have at least three questions prepared. Like, no matter what the job is, always have questions prepared. Because the more questions you ask, the better. And it kind of shows that you're interested. And I think you're more memorable in that moment. Because I think I asked, like, do you shop the things from Primark? And, like, I love the displays on there. And then I think I also asked, like, about the hours or something like that. I would say try ask about your pay, but my pay was already displayed when I was like applying for the job, so I didn't ask. And also, I just feel really awkward asking about pay. Like talk about pay, asking about pay is just like so cringy. But like, if it's other people who don't work with me, I'll be totally fine to tell them. But like for some reason, it's like an ick. not an ick, but it's just like you feel like it's unprofessional, or improper. So anyway, I got hired. Basically, I had to go to like the second floor, the kids floor, and then they told me to like bring my references, my what's it called, passport, and I think my last paycheck or something like that. It's like a P45. I can't remember. It's P45, P46, something P girl. If you're a working girl, you know what I'm talking about. And they were really, the person who interviewed me, she was really like shocked. Like I came early because basically my day had finished at 11 o'clock. I had nothing, no other classes to do. But I pretty much came there with my passport and everything. I was like, oh, I brought my passport and everything. She's like, oh my goodness, most people don't even read the email we send them. They just come and they're not prepared. So always double, triple, triple check your email that you get sent. And then they printed out my passport and I got a call, I think, on a Friday the next week, the following week or so, I think... Honestly, I feel like the first shift was the 27th. So I don't know what in the world I'm saying. But I got a call on the bus basically saying like, hi, we really liked you and we'd love you to work for us. And then my first day was a Saturday, which was an induction day. So I think the induction was basically from 11 to 1. So I came in and there was like five group of girls, a group of girls. Yeah, it was only girls. I realized like in the retail culture, it is predominantly like female you'll see a few men here and there. Some men are like managers or deputy managers, like something in the management sector, but it is predominantly women. And um, looking back at it, it's predominantly white women. So yeah, do that what you will. Anyway, I went, they gave us a tour of the shop whilst we were working, whilst it was literally open. And then they taught us how to use the tails. I'm going to get back to the tails because me and the tails, oh, me and the tails have a bit of beef. We have a bit of a history. Let's say that. But yeah, got taught how to use the tails, basically how to sort things out and stuff. And then basically I worked Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So Friday it would be 11 to 4, which is actually quite a nice shift. It depends. And then Saturday was like 8 to 2. Mind you, I woke up like 6 o'clock and then... Like, I literally woke up six to get ready and stuff like that, to get the bus for seven, half, seven o'clock, get there half seven, and then get to the store in time. Like, I lived quite far away. Like, I'm so serious. This is the ordeal I went through. Like, sometimes I look back at my life and I'm like, I genuinely was not okay. Like, was I doing good? I don't think so. Anyway, and on Sunday, I think it was... 11 till 7 which absolutely was the worst shift ever because the store closes at 8 and I'm telling you people when it comes to closing time especially I was doing like a Christmas temp it's not a good time it's not a good time whatsoever so basically there is a backdoor entrance I'm talking about my um what's it called what am I saying my Primark 
in Edinburgh. If you know the Primark, you know the Primark. But basically, there's another middle street. And then that's the doorway for um, the colleagues. So you go for the door. Security guard would be there, you know, because, some, you know, customers obviously go for that door as well. So you go for there. And then the passcode, like the lift passcode, like there literally is a passcode. And then I never got told what the passcode was until the first day. It changes every single month. So just imagine the next month I come in, I'm thinking, ooh, what's the passcode? And as someone was like, you forgot already? I was like, yeah. Thinking to myself, no, I didn't even get told the passcode. Anyway, there's a lift for the passcode, and then you go in. Primark, behind the scenes, is so big. Like, publicly, there's only four floors. But for people who work there, I think there's six. There's, like, the break room management things, and then there's, like, oh, wait, stock is on the same thing. I think it's just basically an extra floor for us that's, like, out of bounds for customers. So that was really interesting. We had lockers. You had to like put one pound coin. It was given very much like swimming. And then basically you had to keep your key with you because there was no other way to like, you know, put it anywhere. So let's say I'd like stuff it on the side of my bra because I had no pockets in my trousers. It was like that serious. <laughs> I would 100% recommend wearing a watch because the thing about Primark is there's no clocks. There's no times. I don't know why I thought there'd be some kind of like clock hanging around, but there's literally no concept of time. So if you have a break, you better go for your break because no one's going to come tell you, oh, it's time for you to go for your break now. Like it's not. So, for example, if I worked 11 till 4, because it was only like four to five hours, I would not get a break. Or yeah, because it was a Friday. I knew my Friday shift. I was not allowed a break because technically with the hours, it's not like more than six hours or so. So I wasn't entitled for a break. But you can always just, like, go to the toilet as an excuse and use it as your break. But just make sure it's a quick toilet break, though. So, yeah. But because I was also over 16 at this point, like, my break was only 30 minutes. Compared to if you were under 16, you have, like, a whole hour for a break. Mind you, break goes by so fast. Because by the time you, like, get on the left, get to the, you know, break floor, 15 minutes of your break is gone. Literally, I'm so serious. Sometimes if you take the stairs, by the time you settle down and start to eat, your break is gone. And I just thought to myself, what in the freaking hell? Like, it was literally parkour every day of the week. Every day of the week? I was only there three days a week. What am I saying? So when you'd come in, the cool thing about it was there is this machine where you put your hand and basically you clock yourself in, clock yourself out, and you clock your break. Because obviously you don't get paid for a break. So literally you put your hand underneath this thing you basically float your hand around and then it scans your hand because you have like a specific number for clocking in and out or whatever that's like i think your colleague number basically scan your hand it'd be like you're clocked in now like as soon as you clock in you gotta work if you're not working or anything clock yourself out because you're not gonna get paid for that there would also be like a timetable sheet there's basically a floor sheet and then a till sheet so basically the floor base is what you like Oh my god, why am I stumbling? The floor sheet timetable is basically those who sort out the displays. Like, you fold the clothes up, make it look tidy, put things back where they belong. That was basically the ordeal. You're basically, like, the customers are your children, and you have to literally pick up after them like a mother. And then the tills, you basically just stand the tills, handle the payment, blah, 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 blah. That's it. Sometimes, unfortunately, the sheet would be out of date. Or it was like the day before and it wouldn't have me on there. 
and because there's so many colleagues, your name is so small. So literally, I'd have to like take a picture of my timetable and like highlight who I am, so that like whenever I go for my screenshot, I'd be like, okay, on this day at this time, I'm working. So that was that. It was so annoying, just like having to find my name. Literally, I was standing there for a good fifteen minutes, just like being, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Until I located like I'm always going to be on the fifth sheet because you know. My first name and my last name are a lot further back in the alphabet. So when the sheets weren't, like, um, organized, I'd literally have to, like, ask somebody, like, excuse me, where am I working? On Saturdays, they love to mess me around. I'm telling you, on Saturdays when I came in for my shift, it would usually say I'm ground floor or minus one, which is men. So ground floor is, like, the Christmas stuff, some of the coats, like, gifts, beauty, that sort of thing. So I would go there to the till, do whatever, and then, like, maybe three hours or maybe even 20 minutes into shift, they'd be like, actually, we need you on minus one. I'd be like, oh, okay. By the time I get to minus one and actually do some shit, I've got to go right back. They would just hightail me at least, like, three times every single Saturday. And I'd have to try so hard not to be pissed off. I'd just be like, yeah, it's okay. You're all right, love. You're all right. It was not all right. It was really annoying. The thing about displays, also, displays is so much hard work, especially how... Like, for example, the dressing gowns are folded, like, a specific way. Or, like, some of them are, like, corded together as a two-step piece. And it'd be so frustrating trying to locate things. So you're trying to fold it up and make it look cute. You turn your back or you go to a different section. You come back and it's already messed up. That is the one thing I hated about floor and customers. Because they literally could not give two sheds. Like, they would literally mess that up so much. No respect for as workers whatsoever the thing i got told also when working here they were like sometimes people ask you for the toilet but they'll do in a really annoying weird way like they'll literally come to you and whisper because you know they feel like it's shameful to ask to like relieve themselves i can't tell you the many customers i literally had one person my back was to like whatever entrance it was so i'm on the men's section on the floor and i'm like organizing and hanging things up had my mask on at the time this was like high covid just like, yeah, it was basically high COVID. And then a man comes behind me. He's like, excuse me. And I turn around. He's like, I just wanted to say you are really beautiful. And I was like, huh? My guy, I have a mask on. After he said I was really beautiful, apparently. I'm 16, guys. Yeah. He was like, do you have this top in small? Or I think he said, is this top for men? Mind you, we are minus one. The only thing womanly about the section was the shoes the tights and the socks that are in a whole different like the opposite direction of the main like male floor and I'd be like yeah I think so since it is on this floor and then literally he made me do parkour and check to see if it actually is a man's top mind you it's a white top with like an anime graphic or whatever is 100% a man Literally, I had to go to another kid. I was like, this man is asking me if this top is for men. It's just like, yeah, so it literally is in the men's section. And I was thinking to myself, if I said yes, it was a woman, what would he have done? You know, be who you are for your pride. It was a nice top. I don't know why he was trying to beef me about was it women, was it men's. But yeah, that was basically my routine. I was either on tails or I was either on floors. And I'd have a 30 minute break and I'd come right back. And I literally just cock myself out and go home. That was it. After the break, I'm literally going to tell you the amount of drama and crazy 
things that went down on this job you will not believe. One thing about retail, I'm going to tell you as a customer, what is on the floor is literally what the store has. Because on a Saturday shift, if I was like, I had nothing to do and I was early, they let me go to the stock room and basically I would refill, well, restock whatever's, wherever it's there. But mind you, it was already full up. That's the thing. We just had an extra box of like all these shoes. So literally it'd come in a box and it'd say, shoes, body, body, blah. I'd open it up. I have to take this like, it's not a foil. It was just like a tissue to wrap them up or something. And I just take them out already on their hanger and the manufacturer. There was also a program on Primark, oh, about Primark. I think it was on Channel 5 or whatever. But basically, if you know people are going to buy it, buy it in bulk. Because it's so much cheaper and easier to buy in bulk than just buy a small amount and then not be able to sell it. But whatever is on the floor is literally what is there. Like, there were so many customers, <laughs> literally, they'd be like... Do you have this jacket and a small? And it was like an aviator fur jacket. And I was on the floor by myself and I had the headset on. I love a good headset. Like I'm telling you, I love the headset. It felt like I was the big boss. So literally, all you have to do is hold the button. And sometimes you'd be like, sister. It's just like you just basically repeat what the customer said. Nine times out of ten, literally. Well, nine times is ten out of ten. The answer was a no. We don't have the same thing in a different size. Literally, what is there is what is there. So that is the last aviator jacket, girl. Like, I'm sorry to disappoint. But yeah, also, if you go to Primark and Tills, if you hear, like, ringing every now and again, it'd be like, ring, ring. It's not like a doorbell, but it's like a little bell. Basically, that is um, one of the workers, like, the person on the till is calling for a manager, on the floor because one ring means like you want help two rings means you want a manager or sometimes you have a headset because you know it's really busy the queues were immense you'd just be like can i get a manager to ground floor tills please ground floor tills please thank you it took me a while to work the headset let i just be like bumping the button but not saying anything and like they wouldn't know what was happening whatsoever but yeah Oh my goodness me, the amount of times people would be like, do you have any stock? Like, when they said the word stock, I'd be like, shit, I'm like, what did you watch? Where did you read? And I'd be like, no, but as far as I'm concerned, I knew, like, new stock came in, like, a Tuesday. I was like, Tuesday, we get new stock, so, like, Wednesday morning, there may be something there. That was basically about it. That's all I could really tell them. There were so many problems with me on tails. Like, one time on tails, apparently I was giving out too much change. Because the thing is with these tails, before they, like, updated and got the new ones, like, Primark Livingston, I would basically get the money and I'd have to calculate the money. I would, like, re-check the money, like, three times. Even though I could just press, they give me, like, free 20s, this, 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 whatever. So, after I put the money, like, I put the money transaction through, it would... Show me the change I need to give them back. But it literally flashed on there for a second. Like, yeah, I could check the receipt. But it flashes there for a second and it goes away, which was the most annoying bit. So I literally have to remember how much they gave me, how much it was worth. Because most people paid card and then there was the annoying people that paid cash. Like, why are you paying cash in 2021? Like, be for real. You know? Something like that. But I'd be like, it'd be so annoying. I had one person try to do part card, part cash. Be serious. Be for real. 
this is not this is not the establishment to do this tomfoolery and nonsense. I will get into the cues and customers within a second. But yeah, me on the till was like literally the biggest annoyingest thing. One time I was literally bored. It was a Saturday shift and I was I'd literally just restock the stock. And then I was just sitting there. There was a chair behind the till. So like I'd be waiting around and then sometimes customers would come in. I'd check them out. One time I forgot. Like I was checking out a customer's stuff and they bought like three pack roll of wrapping paper and then somehow for some reason I put it on the floor because you know when they give you a bag that's how we're supposed to do it you're just supposed to like scan it and sort it out for them in the bag and then you slide the bag to them they went and left and I said turn around I realized the wrapping paper was left and I was like oh my goodness me so I just put a note being like at this time served by me customer left wrapping paper I don't I definitely don't think they came to pick it back up again because the wrapping paper kind of disappeared and was like still there the next day but I kind of felt awful in a way because I was like oh my goodness me yeah now this was the big situation with me and Tills I'm like if they didn't like if I hadn't missed the time to submit myself to be permanent I feel like 100% not 100% but I feel like they just wouldn't have hired me so the biggest issue with Tails with me was apart from giving them too much money back apparently it was the machine so when you put anything like type any number anything out at the end of the day they check the tail not even at the end of the day it'd be in between shifts sometimes they take out the money re-give you new money that sort of thing because you know till management is like a big task anyway one of those shifts where i was sitting on the chair on the second floor i was bored that's like where the primary cafe is that floor Anyway, I was bored and I got a gift card and I was like, I wonder how much money I can put in this. I do not know why. It was a Saturday. I was bored out of my mind. You're not really allowed to be on your phone. You're just supposed to sit there and vibe. Like my phone would be underneath the desk with me so I could like check the time or like do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, I do not have to go. Anyhow, I was like, let me fiddle around and see how much money you can put on the card. So I think I put about £200 on that card. Yes, a gift card. And then I was thinking to myself, do I keep it on my side or do I put it back for the public? And I don't know. I somehow did not realise because I literally typed how much money is in the card. That's literally how much virtual money is in the card. For some reason, I thought, like, I could put the money in, but they've not paid me. But obviously, the till does not know that. The till thinks that someone has given me £200 and put 200 into the gift card. So I put that gift card right back for the public. And then I think I came in the next day or so, came to my shift, and then someone came in. This is the manager I didn't really like. And she was like, can I speak? No, someone, it's always somebody comes to me saying, like, this person wants to speak to you. I can't tell you the many times I went up to that floor. It's so embarrassing. Anyway, I got told that, listen, you were fiddling with a gift card. Tell us what happened. And I was like, yeah, I just wanted to know how much money you could put in the gift card. Like, I wasn't, like, you know, doing anything bad. She's like, literally, she flipped around the gift card and she's like, it already tells you the limit there. And I thought to myself... I am literally in so much trouble. But they always made sure to specify it. Like, you're not in trouble or anything. You know, this is just to tell you this can't happen again. And there'd be, like, a few transactions. 
because of the I was given too much money out or whatever sometimes I remember who I was given the money to and sometimes I wouldn't but yeah I'd have to like sign out the piece of paper to be like yeah we've had this talk I understand we've had the discussion they'd literally be like we checked the security cameras blah 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 <clears throat> I've never ever seen Fisher myself on those security cameras so I'm just gonna believe what they believe because there's security cameras over every till and then like every floor so who knows who's been watching me because I definitely don't know but that was like literally like the biggest drama like I'd come back and I'd be like to my mom yeah I gotta talk about sales and money I did serve some people I know there was only a girl who left the high school I don't think she recognized me I'm not really sure but I feel like she did know me I just didn't say much I didn't say anything because I just didn't realize it was her and then I did serve a person I was friends with at the time like I was like I'm at work right now she was like I'm literally on the street I'll come see you and I was like slay you have to come to the tell so literally she had to strategically wait for me to come to the tell because you have to go to the first available tell full stop so she had to strategically wait for me <laughs> so that I could be serve her and it was just so funny I was like hi here's your card and like it'd be like kind of funny they'd be like bye nice to see you there's a man on my Friday shift who is literally so friendly like he would be given like banter he'd be like hey how are you how's your Christmas shopping going blah 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 you'd be having a whole hour's conversation with him but me and Rita like personally I just want to come get my things scanned and say the least words possible like sure we could have a nice conversation but I'm not that type of person to have a conversation like I just want you to scan my things and tell me to have a good day and I'll tell you have a great shift and then I would get out your life. He was out here giving banter. And then literally when he say the total is. He'd be like the damage today. And then I just. I kind of just laugh. Because he's just like so charismatic and funny. So yeah. There's people who are made for retail. And those that are not. Retail is not for the weak. That's what I tell people. It's not for the weak. It's not for the young. I mean it's for the young. But not that kind of young. You know what I'm saying. But apart from that, that was pretty much my shift. I'm going to get to my pet peeves. Well, there was one time I was literally sick. So, Primark, you literally have to shout because people are blind. They can't see when the next till is available or so and so. The one thing that annoys me the most is when you come in for the till, yeah, sometimes they'll come with a friend. I, mm, it depends. I don't really mind the friend being there. What I hate is scanning a bag and giving you the receipt. And then the friend they came with plops their stuff onto, like, the check, like the counter, basically, for me to do that transaction. I'm thinking to myself, there is five people on tills. You could have let your friend come to the one till. You could have gone to another till. And by the time, you know, we'd all be done. We'd all be finished. That's what annoyed me the most. You come in with your friend, unless you're coming with your friend and like your friend is paying for you or like you're paying for that friend. I really, I could, I could not give less shits. Like I do not like two people and I have to serve them back to back. That is what always annoyed me the most. Returns. I seem to be the girl who did returns all the freaking time. Like people would either come very early in the morning, like the doors have literally just slid open. Eight o'clock, you're here. Hi, I have a return. Like, I had a lot of the same, like, pattern of excuses. They'd be like, we've just come down here on holiday or, like, to visit. And then we bought this the day before. And then we've lost the receipt in our hotel room or something like that. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, but there's nothing I can do about that. Like, I'm so serious. There's nothing I can do about that. Someone had the audacity to bring, like, a H&M top 
with like a big security tag on where you have to like untag it to Primark. They're like, I've got this top. Can you untag it for me? And I was thinking to myself, there's no big security. You know, the big security ones. It's like literally a big knob. And I was like, hold on a second. And I had to call a manager. Obviously not knowing the top is from like H&M. And they were like, girl, this is not even our shop like top. You're going to have to go away somewhere else. But yeah, basically the story one like storyline was she might have stolen the top and she was trying to get the tag off in the in our store instead of going to the actual store. But it was just like kind of hilarious. So I just don't like two people coming in the same tail. And then there's one day I was sick because people could not hear me behind my mask. I'd literally have to like take my mask off or I'd like wave a hanger to like signal to people to come to me so I could serve you quickly because the line was like growing and growing and growing. And then I lost my voice on a Saturday night. I No, I was losing my voice. And then I went home. The next morning, I could not speak. Like, literally, I was... I could not speak. I was like this. Like, my voice could not even come out. Like, I was thinking to myself, how am I going to get to work? Because I need to tell the bus driver, like, where I'm going. So that they don't charge me for an adult. Because this is the time before, like, the free bus passes. And they try to charge me for an adult. Because technically, I was an adult, but I was literally 16 years old. Mind you, an adult ticket to, like, from my area to Edinburgh was, like, £3.70. I was not about to pay that money. No, no, no. I was trying to get cheap and simple. So I literally could not come. I was trying to call him up to say I'm sick. I should have taken note of the, you know, sick number. I did not. Anyway, I found the number. and I, I didn't obviously have an email, but I could not call him because I could not speak. So I came in the next weekend because I, it was like Sunday. So the next day I come back was Saturday. And I think I got asked. I was like, you were supposed to be in too, but what happened? I was like, oh my God, I lost my voice on the weekend. And I tried to call up, but I didn't have a voice or anything. So I just generally could not come. And I'm really sorry about that. And they're like, you should have got a family member to like, you know, um, give us a call for you. I was like, I did send an email though that I was really, really sick. So I'm really sorry about that. That was it. That manager was called Karen. I assume, yeah, she was Karen. She was quite small. She was kind of like the main person I spoke to whenever the timetable didn't work and what started stuff like that. But yeah, closing shifts were a nightmare. Literally, you'd be like, our shop is closing in 30 minutes and people would still be shopping as if we didn't just announce, like, you need to hurry the hell up. And even 15 minutes before, literally five minutes, the queue would be so long, so exhausting. It'd be like, the store is closing in five minutes. Please make your way to the nearest checkout. Still be shopping as if there's nothing, nothing in the world to do. So, yeah. And apart from that, and, you know, weird encounters about the toilet, I did see a few, like, not family members, but, like, people who know me. I'd be like, oh, my God, hi, hi, hi. So that was kind of nice. It, like brighten up my day a bit because it was so boring just being on the floor no friends by myself because all the other girls that I met on the day were like on tails I don't even think the other girls are still there anymore I think I only know one person who I got their snapchat she's still there we talk occasionally but yeah here are the ways you should come to the tail because people used to annoy me so much at the tail like I've actually I had spent so many times literally I would just print out all these papers and, like, write things down so that I can remember to tell my mom or, like, tell people the next day. So when you come in, 
say hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I don't care if it's a deadbeat conversation. I like being told hi. You know, it's a nice little greeting. What I wrote was wait for your seat. Because there'd been so many times people would just like grab their stuff and like try to go. And I'd be like, babe, don't grab the bag from me. And second of all, it's literally primary policy. You need your receipt. Because no matter how small or how big, we don't ask you, do you want your receipt? Like you're forced to take your receipt. It's part of the policy. <clears throat> I said, be prepared with a bag. There's so many times I'd be like, do you want a bag? And they'd be like, no, thank you. The reason why I asked that first is because there's a separate button that says bag leverage or, you know, bag charge. So as soon as I know that, oh, you want a bag, I put that on charge. Like I charge you that number, not not number, that amount of money for whatever bag. And then sometimes as I'm finishing, they'd be like, actually, can you give me a bag? And I'd be like, oh, my goodness, me. You've just annoyed me because I have a process. I press the bag and I scan your things. Other people scan the things and then add the bag. But I always double check either way how many things I've scanned. So, you know, ask me for a bag because I'm not a mind reader. I would hate people who slam their bags on the counter. Like, they would just go, whew. Like, first of all, why are you spending over 100 pounds? Never mind, 500 pounds. I swear to God, someone spent like 500 pounds at Primark. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my goodness. I was scared for this individual. But yes, please wait, be patient. Do not bring your friends unless you're paying with the same card. That's what I wrote here. And then if you're a separate shop, please let me know. Because I don't know if you're the same shop, but you just want to put it in different bags. So sometimes it'd be like the same shopping. It's like two people would have their own bag. But obviously I need to pack it in different bags and then they'd pay with the one card. That was also annoying. And I said, don't leave after the paying. Wait for their seat. People would like try to slam their credit card or whatever on the scanner and i'd be like you have to wait it like takes a few seconds for it to come up and obviously i got to the point where i thought everyone's paying by card so sometimes when i couldn't pay by card i'd literally have to like go around turn the machine off put cash in whatever whatever be prepared with your payment like now whenever i go to primark i'll be like hi how are you or i'll ask for a bag most of the time i don't need the bag and I'll have my card. Always just let them know in advance I'm paying my card. You know, it's just nice to let people know. And also, like, be aware. Because I'd be like, next year, please, next year, please. And that's how I lost my voice. Because people could not hear it. So I'd literally have to boom, clap my voice just so you could hear me. And then if staff are moving about, like, quite fast or whatever, it means they're on a break. Because there'd be so many times I'm trying to go for my break. And I'd be like, excuse me, do you work here? Or whatever. The question I also got asked a lot was, like, people were like, where did you get the I Love Primark top? No. Unfortunately, I did not. I didn't stay long enough to get a top. Even though, like, one of the first things we did in induction was, like, your sizes for tops and stuff. Never sold those tops a day in my life. I still have my badge with my name on it. I don't know if I was supposed to give it away, but I just took it anyway. Also, when we go on tills, you have to log in because we'd have a separate number. I can't remember my number. It's like two something, two something. Anyway, it's about like five to six digits. So whenever you come in, you log in with your number, you log out of your number. Because if somebody like does transactions on your number and, you know, something happens, at the end of the day, it's going to be on you because you didn't log out and it's on your number, even though the other person, you know, did the created the problems if you say on the card so yeah that was like such a hectic time in primark and then pretty much what happened 
Also, when you finish your chef, the security guard has to check your bags. Because you basically, the way you came in, you come out the same way. Security guard would have to check your bags. You just open your bag and check it and that'd be it. I don't know why. It was just like a protocol. Um, yeah. Also, whenever you're working on floor, floor was a nightmare. Apart from like cleaning after other people. I got told by this girl. She kind of lived like where I was living-ish, but just a bit further away. She was like, once you get used to like the floor plan, like where everything is, they switch it up so fast. Like don't ever get comfortable in the store. And it was so true because some things would shift around and you'd be like, where in the hell is this? It'd also be so awkward when a, like, a customer asked me for something. I'd be like, yeah, it's on this floor. And then I have long legs and they're probably not like walking as fast as me. Because, you know, I'm that kind of person, like, I will direct you to the exact place. So, yeah, I literally direct them. And then they've been like, thank you. And they just told them behind. There was this woman who was like, I'm looking for the tights. And I showed her the tights. Like, she was looking for the till or something. And I was like, babe, the till is literally the other way around. Like, I was really kind of concerned for this old lady. She was just causing, not causing problems, but she was just like not in the greatest of shopping moods let's say that but apart from that primark is a good pay i'd say if you are really friendly go to retail i guess i think i got paid eight pounds 30 and i'd get paid on a sunday and it'd be i think i want to say it was weekly pay but obviously it was not weekly it was monthly pay i want to say yeah because like retail is monthly i know mcdonald's is like fortnightly warehouses are weekly and i don't know where everyone else is it's just either fortnight weekly monthly that is like the pay that i know about i'm trying to think was there like a favorite primark moment no i just really didn't like the floor i think i was talking to somebody it was like leading up to new year but yeah oh my goodness now i remember it Leading up to New Year, I had to get retail trained because of all the till problems I was having. And I didn't know this woman because I got spoken to a different woman about the till. And she's like, did you get till trained? I thought they were referring to like the first day. And I was like, yeah. Obviously, she was not referring to that. She was like, you don't need to lie because, you know, everybody knows because we've spoken about it. And then you tell everybody else. And I was like, I didn't know about that. Anyway, so it took ages for them to retail train me. We got to have to wait for when it was quiet. So whatever manager i think his name was jack something i was gonna say his last name but i was like that's a bit confidential like i need to keep that quiet but yeah it was like the day before christmas eve like the 23rd i got retail train honestly i was really happy i was like thank you i thought when i'd come back i would like automatically kind of go on the tills again but they didn't make me go on the tills they literally put me on the floor and that was the worst nightmare ever i hate the floor with the passion you have to clean up after the people and i just felt really awkward and then by the time it was time to leave i think it was before christmas like before christmas because obviously they're closed on christmas i worked boxing day and i worked the day after boxing day and then the manager gave me this letter i still have this letter till this day and she's like you know thank you for working here if you want to be made permanent send me an email i did not have this woman's email i would have definitely made myself permanent be like yeah it's fine, but I have been absolutely exhausted with my Snapchat. Be Snapchatting a little too much with the retail job? Yes, absolutely. But you know, a job is a job, and I was like, it's kind of good money, whatever. So yeah, of course, I didn't put my name forward. I didn't have the email, because I didn't realize I didn't have the email until like the next day. 
And I was like, I can't go back because I think it was like Christmas and it was like, I don't have this woman's email. And then I kind of got in my mind, I was like, new year, new me. I'm just going to get a new job. And I did get a new job, two new jobs, in fact. I'm on hashtag job number four. And I've kind of been given an upgrade to my job. It's basically, this. I'm in the same company, but I'm just doing a whole different job. I don't know if it's better or worse, but I can just tell you now, I'm not breaking one sweat whatsoever. Because instead, I'm freezing my arse off. So, yeah. I really don't think there's anything much else to say about my Primark experience. My Primark experience, I'd rate it a 3 out of 5 because it was in the middle there, but it wasn't, like, extraordinarily good. It was exhausting, mentally and physically kind of repeating the same things all the time. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I basically said everything that needs to be said. And, yeah, it was an experience. And it was definitely traumatic because, honestly, I've not been to retail since. And I don't really plan to ever again. But yes, at long last, took me literally a year. But I finally filmed, filmed, I finally recorded the Primark episode. Thank you very much for listening to this Primark episode. Hopefully this does not, I mean, like, stop you from applying to Primark. If you want to apply, apply. But, Yeah. I mean, as it was, like, getting to Christmas and that, people were, like, resigning because, you know, trains, because they were traveling in and out, and, like, they just wanted, like, days off, but you didn't get approved days off. Me, it didn't really matter, because I was like, I'll just work, it's fine, because that was, like, the times where I really wasn't busy, but, you know, as you grow up and you get older, you realize you kind of want better for yourself and different things, so that's that. That was my primary experience. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing about this. I think I definitely enjoyed relieving this. But obviously not going back to that job ever again. But yeah, that's it for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like it, follow. Do not forget to... I was going to say subscribe. Follow the podcast. Share it to your friend or two. And yeah any business opportunities send me an email at mediamaria at gmail.com two a's in the media but you'll hear me in the next episode it really took me a year to do this i can't actually believe that but i really should believe that because it's me so yeah happy anniversary to me one year of retail well one year of primark i was actually just there for three months so yeah if you thought i was there for longer i'm really sorry you thought that i kind of should have made that more clear